Local news, talk, sports, and the hits of the 60s, 70s, and 80s. Kane 107.5. Good morning and welcome to Bayou Sports here on Kane Radio, FM 107.5 and AM 1240. And, uh, of course, this morning here, Big Monday, uh, well, who would have said Jimbo Fisher was going to get $77 million? Well, we'll talk about that a little bit. Also, high school playoffs over the weekend. Most of our local teams uh, did pretty well. Uh, with that, of course, the the sad news out of the weekend, uh, the CHS girls uh, volleyball, they got beat by Hannon three to nothing uh, in the semifinals. Uh, so uh, they're out. Uh, didn't see who ended up winning that uh, state championship. Uh, hey, not in that. in that particular division. I did see St. Thomas Moore picked up a crown, though. Yeah, with that. So, uh, anyway, we'll have uh, Coach Ryan Antoine on around 735 to talk about uh, Westgate's big win over the weekend. Also, uh, Bob Rose will be on around 745 to talk about the uh, <coughs> Saints uh, in that regard. And uh, with that, uh, we'll talk a little college football, too. So, uh, with that, Jimbo Fisher, you, couldn't you believe? I want to put a little cravat to this, too, that, you know, when he was signed, uh, what, five, six years ago, a fellow by the name of Scott Woodard gave him that uh, $75 million for 10 years, I do believe. And uh, Scott Woodard, I think he's over in Baton Rouge now. So you wonder, uh, a lot of fans are wondering uh, with or with not uh, that um, he bringing in um, Coach Kelly. Well, we'll see. But I tell you what, Daniels, uh, man. They could probably give him the Heisman Trophy right now, and I don't think people would complain as he's just been remarkable. What did he end up having uh, Saturday night? About 600 yards in offense. Combined, yeah. Yeah, running and throwing the football. So uh, it's amazing how he drops back to pass and you kind of hold your breath wondering where he's going. And uh, when he takes off, he can motor, and uh, he outruns most of the defensive halfbacks. So uh, interesting to see, uh, of course, the Tigers – one big uh, beat Florida and Billy Napier. Uh, I think the final score was 52 to 35. That sounded about right. And uh, the Tigers, uh, I think Florida gave up more yards in their history the, the, that the Gators ever given up uh, in a game. So, uh, with that. Anyway, Jimbo Fisher, $77 million richer. What's amazing? I don't think the school's doing this. I think the alums got the money together to buy him off. And uh, with that, of course, the Aggies went 45-25 and 25 under Fisher and have lost 15, or I should say, let me correct that, 10 of their last 15 games against Power 5 teams. So, uh, anyway, Aggies looking for a new coach. You don't have a clue who that may be. But, anyway, um, I'm sure they'll find somebody that uh, will take the money. Anyway, uh, 22 straight weeks at Georgia's been ranked number one in the AP poll for the 22nd uh, consecutive week, breaking a tie with Miami back in 01 and 02 for the second longest streak ever behind USC, which did it for 33 straight weeks from 03 to 05. So uh, interesting to see how that's going to come around. Anyway, elsewhere, just quickly, uh, college basketball, number two Dukes men, number two Yukon's women, both were knocked out of uh, hardwood this past weekend. Duke losing to number 12 Arizona. Huskies falling to the ladies to North Carolina State, who unranked. Meanwhile, NFL action, uh, the NFL, uh, C.J. Stroud for the MVP. Man, he's, he's an impressive rookie. The only rookie ever to win MVP in the National Football League. Uh, a fellow by the name of Jim Brown, way back in 1957. Could the Browns legend finally get some company after 66 years later? 
who knows, but Texas rookie quarterback C.J. Stroud delivered another impressive performance on Sunday, leading Houston on a game-winning drive for the second straight week to beat the surging Bengals 30-27. to By the numbers, Stroud's thrown for 2,626 yards and ranked second in the NFL and are the third most throughout a rookie's first nine starts, trailing only Justin Herbert back in 2020 when he threw for 2,699 yards. Andrew Luck did it in 2012, 2631. He's thrown 15 touchdowns, four off the NFL league, and just uh, two picks, giving him the league's best TD to interception ratio, and he also has the most passing yards, 470 and five TDs in a game this season. More importantly, uh, Stroud has the Texans expected to be among the NFL's worst teams, sitting at 5-4, and four, just one game behind the division-leading Jaguars, who they have already beat. The MVP race, Stroud's MVP case is aided by the lack of elite candidates. Patrick Mahomes is the betting favorite, but as uh, some of these sports uh, people say that uh, that seems based may on his reputation than uh, projection than for what's to come from a home's production. Jalen Hurts and Lamar Jackson are firmly in the mix with Tua uh, Tagliovoa and just Joe Burrow lurking. Non-quarterbacks like A.J. Brown, Tyreek Hill, Christian McCaffrey also deserve MVP consideration, though let's be honest, this is the quarterback award. The last MVP from a non-playoff team was, of all people, O.J. Simpson way back in 1973 when he ran for 2,000 yards. So history suggests the Texans need to make the postseason for Stroud to pull this off. Their current chance of doing so per ESPN's projections, 52.3%. Not bad. Five game winners. The Texans were one of five teams that kicked game-winning uh, winners at the buzzer on Sunday. Uh, the that, most. that was after giving up a big lead. Yeah, that's true. This is true. And the most game-winning scores with no time left in regulation in a single week. Texans over the Bengals, 30-27. to Matt Amadola from 33 yards out. The Browns beat the Ravens. Dustin Hopkins from 40 yards out, 33-31. to The Lions, 41. The Chargers, 38. Raleigh Patterson from 41 yards out. The Cardinals down the Falcons. Hey, thank you. Matt Prater from 23 yards out, 25-23 Cardinals over the Falcons. Seahawks beat the Commanders, 29-26. Jason Myers from 43 yards out. And uh, pretty much uh, how things uh, turned away. Of course, the Saints yesterday will have uh, Bob Rose on at 845 to talk a little bit about that. And uh, with the Saints yesterday, uh, of course, Derek Carr getting hurt again and uh, coming off the bench and doing a pretty good job early. And on, but uh, can't get the Saints uh, into that last uh, touchdown mode where they were trying to tie it up. But they'll, again, have to go for two points uh, to tie the game up. But uh, Saints ended up going down. We'll talk a little bit more about that. Meanwhile, uh, in high school football across the area, all of our local teams basically came through uh, uh, with good numbers. And, Jeff, of course, Friday night you did Lorville and Rayville. And uh looked like Lorville just – was in command the whole game too. Uh, than the first two possessions, you know, they, the Ravel scored uh, on their opening drive, uh, aided by a big throw. Uh, but then uh, Lorville, uh, they were starting to move the ball, then threw an interception in the end zone, and after that, um, you, you could see the game start to settle down a little bit, and Lorville start to take control. Yeah, and with that control, a 40-12 to 12 win. Yeah, and, and that last touchdown Ravel scored was the, the time it expired. 
basically, uh, it was a question of whether they were going to let him hit the extra point or go for the extra point. They failed on a two-point uh, attempt, and the final was 40-12. to 12, But uh, by that time, uh, Coach Martin had a bunch of 8th and ninth graders in the game. Uh, he gave his players, especially with the weather conditions, didn't need them on the uh, field uh, any longer than you had to. Yeah, and Lowerville comes away with a big win. Of course, uh, the Lowerville Tigers will be another other big playoff game uh, later on to, uh, I want to say this Friday. I'm trying to look at Bogalusa. Some, yeah, Bogalusa. Uh, they had one Thursday night. And, uh, that's, and they'll play Bogalusa there? Yeah. Over in uh, Bogalusa. So, uh, anyway, interesting. Of course, other local teams who uh, won, St. Martinville beat Leesville 46-40. to uh, Westgate, the Tigers uh, upending uh, Terrebonne 27-10. We'll have Coach uh, Ryan Antoine on at uh, 735 to talk a little bit about that ball game and his future opponent, which just happens to be number one rank Ruston, uh, where the uh, Tigers will travel up to Ruston to take on the Bearcats. Elsewhere locally, uh, Franklin down Grand Lake 46 to 13. Uh, Ascension Episcopal uh, downs uh, Loyola Prep. I'm thinking that's out of Shreveport, 34 to 17. As in, and to hit the road for that game too. Yeah, and also finally. Uh, Jennerette pulls one out. Uh, they were down uh, most of the game. I used to see it was 6-2 uh, to two and scores of that nature. But Jennerette ends up winning 12-6 to six over uh, West St. John. So uh, they move on also So uh, with that. So uh, a good week uh, for uh, a lot of our local teams here in that regard. And uh, with that, uh, of course, uh, Westgate, well, 7-4 and four goes up to play Ruston, who I'm pretty sure had a bye. And Westgate at seven and four take on Ruston, who's twelve and oh, excuse me, ten and zero. Elsewhere, Southside goes up to Airline to take them on in in a big ball game. Some of our non-select Division One schools in the select Division One, Karen Crow and Acadiana go at it. Of course, they just played two weeks ago, and Acadiana ended up beating them. I think it was twenty-seven, twenty-six, or something of that nature. So it should be an interesting ball game there. Uh, other uh, games in the area, Opelousas won again. They're going to go to West Feliciana. Uh, uh, Abbeville won. They're going to take on Letcher. Brobridge also won. They're going to take on Assumption. Jennings uh, will travel to uh, St. Martinville to take on the Tigers. And uh, Iota is going to journey to uh, Cecilia elsewhere in the select division, too. Struma has the unavoidable task of journeying to St. Thomas More to take on the Cougars. Elsewhere, Peabody is going to come to Lafayette Christian. Uh, Madison Prep uh, is going to journey to take on Turlings Catholic. Elsewhere in the non-select, as you mentioned, Lorville takes on a Bogalusa team who's 6-4, and Lorville 8-3. and three. Other games uh, in the uh, select division, 3 Ascension Episcopal journeys to St. Charles Catholic, the number one seed. So we'll see how the uh, Blue Gators do. Notre Dame won. They'll journey to uh, Darborn Woods. Uh, the the uh, Pios are 8 and 3. Darborn Woods is 8 and 1. Lake Charles College Prep journeys to Catholic High. Uh, the Panthers, uh, some familiarity to uh, that team due to the fact that Lake College. Lake Charles College Prep uh, ended Catholic High season last year in the playoffs. Uh, we'll see if there might be a little turnaround there. Other local teams in the non-select Division Four: Franklin journeys to Logansport. East uh, Feliciana will be at Generette. 
uh, elsewhere, Centerville, uh, a winner. Uh, they're going to travel up to Mangum uh, in the nine uh, in that division. Also in uh, Select Division Four, uh, Delhi Charter journeys to Vermilion Catholic to take on the Screaming Eagles, and Hanson Memorial uh, is going to journey to Southern Lab. Uh, they're eight and three, taking on Southern Lab, who is uh, eight and one. So uh, a lot of high school football action on tune uh, f- with that regard. So uh, we'll see how uh, how our uh, local teams do uh, in the state playoffs. So in that, meanwhile, uh, collegiate football over the weekend, we talked about uh, with that with LSU's with uh, Daniels just uh, having a historic night for LSU uh, in that. Uh, he just running up and down the field, uh, and the Tigers uh, just uh, could, could do what they wanted with Florida Gators as uh, Daniels ran and throw for, I think we, we talked about over 600 yards as the, uh, as the Tigers just uh, kind of played with uh, uh, the Florida Gators in that regard for that game. And uh, in the meantime, uh, they just uh, – Florida had no answers towards for J- – for, for Daniels uh, as he ran and I think he ran for 200-something yards, threw for additional 300-something yards. And uh, I think he – I don't know if he set all – I might have set uh, an SEC record for total offense in a game. I'm trying to recall if uh, that came into fruition with uh, with him in that uh, uh, just – There was one suggestion of a historic moment uh, – See, accounted for 606 total yards, five touchdowns as he became the first quarterback in FBS history to have at least 350 passing yards and 200 rushing yards in the same game. Okay, and that's what it was, uh, of course. Uh, and uh, another SEC action. I was kind of surprised Missouri blew out Tennessee. That uh, that that score kind of surprised me uh, with that. And uh, the uh, – it's just hard to believe that uh, Florida just couldn't do anything with him uh, in that, uh, of course, for that game. Uh, in the meantime, uh, Daniels just, uh, it, you just, when he drops back to pass and you're wondering whether he's going to stay around or not and uh, with that. But uh, the Tigers win a big one, uh, and uh, now they take on, I think, uh, this weekend, uh, Georgia State is. Yeah. They, they, they uh, host uh, Georgia State uh, in Tiger Stadium. Uh, this coming uh, uh, weekend, so uh, uh, we'll see how they do in that regard. Also, uh, with that, too, we'll, uh, uh, of course, l- last game on the year for the Tigers will be uh, A&M coming to Baton Rouge. Uh, don't know who may be yeah, the interim I, coach. They, they must have named somebody as uh, an interim coach. Uh, didn't look, but, yeah, you know, and that this next game for Texas A&M will tell us a lot about what LSU can expect, obviously, because you know I'd, I'd rather have Texas A&M this week uh, with just that one week without Fisher. But then again, maybe the team um, rises up this week and then has a letdown the next week. So yeah, yeah you you're right know. about that. Uh, you just don't know how uh, eighteen to twenty-three year olds are going to respond to this particular. Uh, uh, case where the coach has been fired and will they rally around the, the interim coach? Will they uh, just put their heads down? Uh, just You just don't know how youngsters are going to respond to that uh, in this day and age. Of course. Yeah, the, the sophomore class uh, was part of a uh, you know, highly touted recruiting class, and I really thought uh, Jimbo by this time would have had them playing pretty good football, and I guess that's where part of the disappointment is. 
Uh, yeah, and you know, but you know, believe it or not, a lot of the kids out of that class have literally left. You know, in that regard, I think A and M. I don't know how many uh, kids they had that uh, transferred out uh, in their uh, after that first or second year. Uh, a lot of them moved on in that regard, uh, and you, you just wonder how uh, that's going to come about. Uh, like I said, uh, and with that, uh, the um, A&M, uh, the Aggies coming to Baton Rouge in a couple of weekends, and I'm not even sure if that time has been set for that game in Baton Rouge uh, with regards to uh, uh, the football. So, uh, anyway, uh, other notice uh, games around, uh, other big games around the, uh, I want to say the uh, NCAA uh, over by, the by weekend. By the way, Go ahead. defensive line coach Elijah Robinson uh, will be the interim for the rest of the season. Uh, coordinators Bobby Petrino, DJ Durkin continuing their roles. Okay, so uh, at least we know who their uh, their coach will be uh, for the uh, uh, the remaining of two games I think they have. I'm not sure who A&M plays uh, with regards to uh, their um, this coming weekend. seems like they play an SEC type uh, uh, game in that regard. Uh, not sure, but I'm just going to look that real quickly right now. Uh, of course, A&M uh, is six and four in the year. They're four and three in the conference. Uh, with that, uh, they journey to uh, Abilene Christian, who, who's I don't even know if they're an, uh, an NAIA good, school. Good team to get healthy with. Yeah, uh, they, they may be in the Southland. Uh, you might be right about that. Of course, they haven't announced a time yet. Uh, they're supposed to play Saturday against LSU. Uh, uh, Saturday after Thanksgiving uh, on the 25th. They haven't announced a time yet. Or, so uh, we'll just see what, uh, what that comes around uh, in that regard. So uh, in the meantime, uh, as I mentioned, Georgia, uh, the number one ranked team uh, in that regard. So uh, we'll see how they'll continue uh, with that. Of course, the bowl, uh, the football bowl playoffs will be announced. Uh, usually it's on Tuesdays, isn't it? Were they updated each week? I believe so. Yeah, of course. Uh, the Wolverines, uh, they had a big win over the weekend as uh, running back Blake Corum uh, had a huge day, 145 rushing yards, two touchdowns as they down uh, Penn State 24-15 to uh, without uh, Jim Harbaugh, who's suspended by doing what he does, what they do best, running the football. Michigan, uh, the Wolverines didn't have a single attempted uh, pass in the second half into the game with 32 straight running plays in that regard. So uh, uh, with the troubles they have, Michigan keeps on winning. Of course, uh, that's all going to come down to uh, when Michigan plays Ohio State. And I'm trying to recall if that game's in Michigan or if it's in uh, – Oh, in the horseshoe. I can't remember. It's in the big house of the horseshoe. So, uh, anyway. I believe uh, it's at Michigan this year. It is. Uh, yeah, because I remember last year, Michigan hadn't beaten Ohio State at Ohio State in, what, uh, like 20 years? And they beat one last year. They won the game, and uh, they ended up uh, going forward. Both of them ended up in the four-team college football playoff where uh, Michigan was beaten by TCU. And, of course, Georgia kicked a last-second field goal to beat Ohio State. Uh, and I think Ohio State ended up m- missing a field goal uh, late in the game from like 40 yards uh, to win the game. But uh, Georgia went on to win. Of course, Georgia went on to beat TCU pretty badly in the college football championship. And uh, 
that's where we stand right now. In the meantime, just about time to take our first break here on Bayou Sports here on Kane Radio, FM 107.5, AM 1240. We'll be back with more along with uh, head football coach Ryan Antoine from Westgate Tigers right after this. Nowadays, none of us can be without adequate insurance coverage, but we still want to be sure we're getting the best value for the money. That's why so many people call the Schwing Insurance Agency to get a quote. The Schwing family has been handling the insurance needs of businesses and homeowners for almost 80 years. You can depend on Schwing Insurance to find the coverage you need at the best price. So before you buy a new policy or renew an existing one, call the Schwing Insurance Agency for a quote at 365-2357. Schwing Insurance, 300 East Main, across from the shadow. Athletic field provides challenges that test their competitor. It is in that challenge that you realize you can accomplish things you have never thought you could accomplish. I am Jacob Landry and I'm running for state representative in District 49. I've created hundreds of jobs, good paying jobs that families can build prosperous lives based on those jobs. This is my challenge and I need your help. Your vote and your support will ignite a bright new future for all of us. Paid for by the Jacob Landry for Louisiana campaign. Hey guys, if you're looking for the top golf experience in Iberia Parish, you need to look no further than Cane Row Golf and Turf Club. Low or high handicappers will enjoy the beautiful greens, the recently refurbished sand traps, and incredibly plush fairways. And by the way, you don't have to be a golfer to enjoy Cane Row. The brand new clubhouse sports some of the best burgers, pizza, wings, and many other choices along with absolutely the best, most potent margaritas that you've ever tried. So whether it's golf, food, or just some fun, come to Cane Row and enjoy. Why are interscholastic sports called the last classroom of the day? Because they teach students important life lessons like teamwork, accountability, and perseverance. School sports are so much more than a game. They're about developing the whole person. That's why they're an essential part of every student's education. Encourage your student to participate in the last classroom of the day. Interscholastic sports in Louisiana. This message presented by the LHSAA and the Louisiana High School Athletic Directors Association. Now back to Bayou Sports. Phone lines are open to talk sports at 367-1240. Welcome back to Bayou Sports here on Kane Radio, FM 107.5 and AM 1240. And on the line with us is uh, head football coach of the uh, Westgate Tigers, Coach Ryan Antoine. Good morning, Coach, and as always, welcome to the show. Good morning, guys. Thanks for having me. Yeah, Coach, uh, of course, a, a big win for you uh, over the weekend uh, with that as you uh, your team uh, beats uh, Terrebonne uh, 27-10. Coach, could you – Maybe give our listeners a little update of what took place uh, last Friday night and then, of course, your next opponent coming up, uh, the Ruston Bearcats. Yeah, um, played a strong, terrible 5 program. Uh, I'd say started off on them pretty good. I mean, they, they, they kicked the field goal on us first first uh, series, um, but we came back and scored our first series and kind of really, you know, controlled the game all for the rest, for the rest of the game for us. Uh, End up going into halftime, 19-3. Guys did a good job. Uh, you know, once again, we didn't throw a pass last uh, well, Friday night. Uh, ran for over 365 yards on those guys. Uh, like I said, did a good job of just controlling our win and doing some good things. 19-3, coming out of half, uh, we fumbled the opening kickoff return uh, and gave them some good field position. Ended up scoring on, this, on a fourth down play um, and made it 19-10. Then our guys came right back down, you know, and scored again. Um, and then I think got two point conversion, made it made it twenty seven to ten, and then kind of just stifled them all night. Held them under one hundred sixty five yards. 
uh, total offense, kind of the things that we kind of look out for and things that we want to set, you know, the goals that we set as a defense. Um, so, you know, definitely play the, you know, I feel like one of our better games all year. Um, there's some things that we want to do. Like I said, we just want to be the most physical team and the team that controlled the ball and the team that played the better defense. And I feel like we, you know, we, we did those things the whole night. Uh, like I said, it was kind of rainy, so we couldn't really throw the ball that much. And knew they couldn't do it as well. So, you know, just really kind of pinned our ears back and just did a good job of stopping the run. And want to just, like I said, focus on our run game. But six, seven guys ran the ball for us Friday night. Some, you know, a lot of guys are starting to step up. A lot of guys are starting to do a real good job. And came away with a 27-10 win. And now we play uh, rough things upcoming week. There you go. You know, you talked about uh, playing in the rain. And, and you've prepared for that. And it's always nice to see when a game plan actually uh, comes through for you planning for that uh, rain and uh, getting the game you needed within those conditions. Right, right. Yeah, we, we kind of do that. You know, we have a, we have certain situations in practice where we kind of, you know, do those things and kind of do worst-case scenarios where we'll wet the ball or we'll, we'll put guys in bad situations and throw the ball all kind of ways and, you know, just where we just got to go out there and handle it. So that way when we get in these type of situations that we had on Friday night, our guys won't panic and it'll be something that we practice. So, you know, fortunately it worked out for us. Yeah, well, pr- going to be practicing this week uh, early in the week uh, in the rain, but things uh, do look better for the weekend. Uh, in fact, very little rain after Wednesday, uh, at least down south. Uh, up north, things could be a little bit different. But um, what do you know about uh, Rustin at this point? Obviously, the number one team in the division. Yeah, uh, at this strong ball club, you know, big ball club. Um, they they do what they do real well. They're very physical. They're very big, and they like to control the ball with their run game. Um, running back is real dynamic. Uh, big receivers, big tight end, uh, big fullback. Uh, quarterback does a good job of you know controlling the game as well. And defensively, um, they do a good job of you know just taking taking away the things that you do well. Uh, they fly around to the football. So I mean, it's just a well coached ball club and a, you know a ball club that knows how to win. Now it's a winning tradition. So. You gotta go out there and play one of our better games to be in that game on Friday night. And I know we talked about this Saturday morning, and we've talked on it in the past. But these trips up north in the playoffs not uh, new to you, and one of the reasons why you kind of prepare for it, scheduling a game up there earlier in the year. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of why you know we try to make sure we try to take a you know a trip you know up north every year you know because you know just the way the things in the playoffs fall. We know, you know, we will probably have to, you know, make make some type of make some type of trip, you know, around that area. So we're actually going to use the same exact game plan or same exact travel schedule that we um, that we did against Calvary Baptist. So those are the things that you know worked out. They're working out for us, and you know, I think that something that we'll continue to keep on doing in the future. Are you familiar with that facility? I know you've been in the Monroe area. I know you've been in the Shreveport area for a couple of games, several games. But um, do you know uh, this facility? Uh, nah, I mean, I mean, last time I've been to Rustin was, you know, when I was at Louisiana Tech, you know, doing some things and playing. So, I mean, that's been, you know, with my guy over 20 years ago. So, I mean, that, I know things have changed around there a lot. Uh, you know, been there, been there around that, been around that area, you know, a couple times for homecoming or whatever. But, uh, you know, looking at the stadium on film, it's a big stadium, Jumbotron, you know, just have a lot of those nicer things that, you know, um, in that area. So we just can't get caught up in those, you know, those situations, you got to go out there and at the end of the day play between the white lines and play football. There you go. Uh, we didn't know much about game time situations uh, Saturday, but any updated information for fans wanting to make that trip? 
Right, yeah. Um, we're, it's going to be $10 uh, for the game. Games, you know, the game start at 7 o'clock. Uh, like they talk to the coach, so we'll have everything. Any students want to go, it'll be $5 for students. Uh, we'll be selling you know, student tickets at, at school you know, for $5. So, once again, I mean, it's a, they have a big, uh, you know, big fan base, big support uh, staff or whatever. So, we just need to make sure, you know, the people that want to come out there and support us, come, come follow us and come support these kids. They've done a good job all year and they need as much support as they can have. Any organized trips for fans, uh, bus or anything like that? Uh, I haven't got to school, uh, you know, just to make sure yet. I mean, I'm sure they may be trying to get some things organized, especially with it being Thanksgiving break. You know, they may they may get a travel bus. Uh, if, I, if I find out anything, I'll let you know. Yeah, do so. And i got one uh, final question for you. Uh, you. You faced Lake Charles College Prep earlier this year, and I know a lot changes from Week 2 to Week 12, but – would you have any uh, advice for Coach Matt Desermo as Catholic High gets set to take on Lake Charles College Prep? Uh, yeah, I mean, like I said, I know those guys pretty well. Like I said, they were all my college roommates in, uh, in college. Uh, we play ball at La Tech. But, I mean, the um, biggest thing is that they're, they're physical and they, and, they, and they move around. I think they played a couple of years ago, or maybe even last year, I think, in the playoffs or something like that. Um, but I mean, like that, Coach Desmond, like that, they have a big receiver that can that, that can go get some things. Number two, uh, and then besides that, I think you know Coach Desmond them do a good job over there, and I think you know it, it'll be a good crowd for you know uh, New Iberia to go out there and see a good ball game, and they're gonna need as much support as they can have, you know, to, to pull that win out against Lake Charles South Prep. There you go, and I know uh, you guys could use some uh, support as well. Hopefully, uh, some folks will make the trip up to rest in this Friday night, but uh, best of luck in your week of prep, and if you do find out anything, yeah, definitely shoot me a text, and uh, we'd be happy to pass it along. I appreciate it, guys. You bet, Coach. Good always luck, Coach. a pleasure. Yep, good luck, Coach. Appreciate Coach Ryan Antoine, and again, uh, big uh, game for them, but they have faced these kind of big games, big matchups before, so uh, we wish them the best of luck. Yeah, they've got uh, a couple big defensive ends, too. I can recall uh uh, one of them 6'4", about 250, 255. The other one 6'3", about 250. Uh, so uh, they're both being highly recruited, if not commitments elsewhere. But uh, interesting uh, how you said uh, the Rustin Bearcats, uh, uh, number one seed in the uh, non-select uh, in Division One. So it uh, be an interesting ball game uh, for them. Uh, and we'll see what uh, the Tigers can do. Of course, Jeff, historically, when Westgate gets in the playoffs, they, they make – it's amazing how they just uh, – it seems like their teams just gear up and uh, head on. Uh, of course, last year – They played a lot of think, Black Friday games. Oh, yes. And, and that's usually getting into the quarterfinals, uh, winning your first couple of games. So it's it's rare they get knocked out before the quarters. Yeah, and last year they get beat by the the, the state champ uh, Destrahan in the semis, yeah. and uh, the year before they win the state championship uh, in the uh, uh, final round as they beat Warren Eastern. So uh, yeah, you just never know with uh, this uh, Westgate Tiger team uh, just playing well on the road and into the playoffs. So uh, good luck to Coach Antoine and his staff and the players. Uh, as they look uh, to march on in uh, the state playoffs. In the meantime, uh, you know, we have other ball games. Funny you mentioned that uh, uh, Lake Charles College Prep did defeat Catholic High last year. The score, uh, I want to say it was like uh, 30 to 14 or something of that nature, but uh, they did beat Catholic High at the end of their year last year as Lake Charles College Prep uh, 
ended up winning their game this past Friday and the reason they'll be playing at Catholic High. Westgate did beat them earlier this year, 43-7, something of that nature. And uh, with that, so, uh, of course, Westgate beating uh, really a top uh, Division uh, One team. Uh, of course, Lake Charles College Prep, a triple-A team playing down uh, in the playoffs with the separation with the numbers. So uh, You would suggest they're a smaller Class Three school. That's that correct. Playing the playoffs with some of those Class Two schools. The, yep, and uh, we'll see. Uh, of course, that game Friday night uh, could be heard right here on Kane Radio, uh, FM 107.5 and AM 1240 as the Panthers take on uh, Lake Charles College Prep in a big ball game. So I think it, their nickname is the Trailblazers, if my memory serves me correctly. I think Which that's was my the, my uh, street hockey team name <laughs> really? back in 1974, <laughs> I think it was. We were the trail, <laughs> no, must have been junior high. I, was, I think we were in seventh grade, and we had uh, you know uh, a graphics uh room uh, uh-huh. one of our uh, uh what did you call those uh, classes you know with auto shop and those kind of things but uh, you know i was able to print t-shirts um, and that was a class project and we were the trailblazers we would drag nets big wooden heavy nets from uh, street to street to play um, in this league we uh, put together yeah westgate beat them in the second game of the year 43 to 7 they downed uh Though they lost to Opelousas 34-6, they beat South Beauregard 20-14, lost to Westlake, uh, went one at Westlake 40 uh, to nothing, uh, lost at St. James 39-16, lost to uh, St. Louis Catholic 34-7, they beat, uh, though they lost to Iowa 36-22, they uh, lost to Jennings uh, 30-28, and they beat Pope John Paul this past Friday, I guess. 34 to 7. So uh, interesting uh, to see. Uh, they had uh, one, two, uh, three, four, five, six losses. And uh, only, uh, of course, uh, with that during the regular season, one, two, three wins. So uh, with that, of course, the win uh, this past uh, 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 Friday night. So the Panthers will have a, uh, a task at hand. Anyway, just about time to take our next break and bring on Bob Rose uh, after the uh, timeout. So uh, we'll be back with more with Bob Rose and the Saints right after this. Hey, guys, if you're looking for the top golf experience in Iberia Parish, you need to look no further than Kane Row Golf and Turf Club. Low or high handicappers will enjoy the beautiful greens, the recently refurbished sand traps, and incredibly plush fairways. And by the way, you don't have to be a golfer to enjoy Cane Row. The brand new clubhouse sports some of the best burgers, pizza, wings, and many other choices along with absolutely the best, most potent margaritas that you've ever tried. So whether it's golf, food, or just some fun, come to Cane Row and enjoy. Is it time for a new roof or to repair the old one? Hi, this is Jake Blanchard with L.A. Classic Roofing. We're a third-generation roofing contractor that has been in the business for over 70 years. As a locally owned and operated company, we're also licensed and insured for your peace of mind. We offer free estimates and a $100 referral fee for full roof replacement. Check us out on Facebook at L.A. Classic Roofing. And the number to call is 465-3888. L.A. Classic Roofing, professional roofing solutions since the 1950s. Athletic Field provides challenges that test their competitor. It is in that challenge that you realize you can accomplish things you have never thought you could accomplish. 
I am Jacob Landry and I'm running for state representative in District 49. I've created hundreds of jobs, good paying jobs that families can build prosperous lives based on those jobs. This is my challenge and I need your help. Your vote and your support will ignite a bright new future for all of us. Paid for by the Jacob Landry for Louisiana campaign. Hi, this is Boxcar Bajeroy inviting you to join me and PGA Golf Professional Teddy Swyman for Chip Shots. Mondays from 5 to 6 p.m. We'll take an in-depth look at the local, state, and national golf scenes. And we invite you to chip in with your calls at 367-1240. Chip Shots is sponsored by GolfBalls.com and our local golf clubs, Eagle Ridge, Cane Row, and Sugar Oak. So let's make it tea time for 5 p.m. on Mondays for Chip Shots on Cane. Dream us live on Cane1240.com and catch the podcast the next day. Now back to Bayou Sports on the all-new Kane 107.5. Welcome back to Bayou Sports here on Kane Radio, FM 107.5 and AM 1240. Uh, with us is uh, Bob Rose. Good morning, Bob. As always, welcome to the show. Good morning, guys. Thank you for having me. A happy Veterans Day. Happy belated Veterans Day to everybody uh, who served and everybody who had family members who served. Yes, indeed. Uh, of course, uh, Bob, the Saints... Uh, I uh, had a rough one uh, Sunday as, uh, of course, uh, Derek Carr goes down with a shoulder injury, and I understand he had some other possible uh, injury, too, against him. And uh looks like uh, I'm not sure I had heard any reports how long he may be out or not. I uh, don't know if you have any updated information on that at all. I do. Um, uh, Derek Carr went out of yesterday's game, as you mentioned, with not only a shoulder injury, uh, but symptoms of a concussion as well. Uh, early reports indicate that he avoided serious injury on the shoulder, uh, again, uh, you know, his right shoulder, uh, but further evaluations and testings are going to take place early this week. Uh, also, Marshawn Lattimore dealing with an ankle injury that knocked him out of yesterday's game, uh, not believed to be serious, uh, but he, uh, he will be undergoing more tests this week as well. Uh, you know, if the Saints had a game this coming weekend, uh, it, uh, it, it feels like both Derek Carr and Marshawn Lattimore would be out for at least that. Uh, you know, so let's hope the bye week can get them rested up a little bit. Yeah, this, with that, uh, of course, the Saints uh... – uh, started off awful slow. Of course, the game was tied after the first period at three apiece, but uh, uh, the Vikings jumped on the Saints quickly, uh, built up a 24-3 to halftime lead. And uh, and then, of course, Carr goes down. Jameis Winston comes in, does a pretty adequate job considering he comes cold off the bench and uh, gets the Saints kind of back into the ball game. And uh, Saints still have an opportunity to tie the game up, but, uh, of course, a, a pick. Uh, down the field, across the Saints, and uh, pretty much uh, was the difference in the game. Uh, Saints do have another chance, but uh, another pick, and uh, pretty much uh, that's where the game turns out. And uh, the Saints pretty uh, got pretty beat up yesterday too by a physical, very physical mm-hmm. Viking team. I felt. Uh, yeah, yeah, and the Vikings just outplayed them in every way. Uh, you know, schematically, both uh, on both sides of the ball. Uh, you know, they were more physical than New Orleans. Uh, you know, the, their playmakers you know, showed up bigger and uh, you know much more consistently than the Saints did. Uh, you know, it was just. <laughs> I, I was talking to somebody, and I said, apparently the you know, apparently the New Orleans Saints felt like they needed two straight bye weeks because they sure as heck didn't show up for this one. Oh, you're not kidding, uh, T.J. Hawkinson. I mean, uh, oh. 
he was running around like a bulldozer. I mean, just catching balls and knocking people over. I mean, 11 catches for 134 yards and a score. And uh, I think at one time the Saints uh, put him put a pretty good lick on him. He comes back a few plays later and does the opposite. And uh, just, uh, of course, uh, hopefully Carr can be all right. Uh, uh, I'm one of those. I still am not sold on Carr, though. Uh, his first half uh, had a lot to be desired, uh, even though uh, he came into uh, the game. He was 13 uh, out of 18 for 110 yards, no picks, no uh, touchdowns. And, uh course he goes down with the injury uh later on during the game and Winston comes in goes 13 out of 25 for 122 yards and two scores but those two interceptions and uh I'll tell you what Chris Olave kind of came uh, to life yesterday with a few nice really unbelievable catches that touchdown grab in the end zone was something uh, to be highlighted too yeah, it sure was, uh, yeah, and that was uh, that 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 was one of the plays of the year, uh, you know, for the for the Saints as far as you know, uh, spectacular fashion, uh, and it just as you said, Chris Olave continues to tease us with what he can be. He just needs to be more consistent, uh, you know, and the offense needs to design ways to get him the ball a lot more often and a lot in a lot better positions too. Uh, you know, Alave wasn't even targeted until Derek Carr left the game and Jameis Winston came in. Uh, you know, and by that point, as you said, it's 27 to three. Uh, you know, Jameis, Chris, and uh, At Perry, and a couple other, a uh, couple other players, uh, you know, showed us some gutty performances down the stretch. But even though the Saints pulled to within you know, a touchdown and a two-point conversion, it never really felt like they had a chance to win the game. Uh, you know, because again, they were they were just they were outplayed by a Vikings team that was down to a third-string quarterback, uh, you know, on his fifth team, uh, you know, in, in what in five or six years, uh, without their top two, you know, two of their top three receivers, their starting tight end banged up, their starting left tackle banged up, uh, their starting running back out for the year, and you know, the, the uh, Madison, the kid that starts in his place. He left the game about halfway through with a concussion or a knee injury, excuse me. And, you know, the Saints defense still didn't have an answer for this. It, it was it was beyond ridiculous, if you ask me. Yeah, and I'm, just, I'm still kind of surprised how the booking people had uh, the Saints as a three-point pick in this <laughs> right. game. I mean, I mean which, which teams were they watching over the past four or five weekends? So, uh, but like you said, the Saints have a bye this weekend. They get off. And one of the later years that they've had a bye, it seems like the Saints' buys have always been around the fifth or sixth weekend in mm-hmm. uh, the season. And this, to my knowledge, unless it happened last year, I can't recall. But their buys usually are later on in the year, uh, I mean earlier in the year. And this is now later on in the year after uh, 10 games or so. So uh, maybe, it get, maybe it might be the best thing uh, with that uh, course with Atlanta getting beat yesterday uh, by Arizona uh, and Tampa I'm trying to see uh, with regards to the uh, Tampa Bay did uh, they end up uh, I'm trying to Tampa Bay didn't play did Tampa Bay was off last no, night I think they played the Rams 
uh, Tampa beat Tennessee That's uh, right. and they won. That's right. Uh, but they're uh, they're still a half game back in the standings. So as we sit here this morning, New Orleans is still somehow in first place in the NFC South as we sit here as we sit here today. Yeah, at uh, literally a five and five record. And you know, just looking at uh, everything, the Saints uh, with only scoring two hundred and fourteen points through their ten games. Would you believe they have uh, literally scored more points than any other the NFC uh, mm-hmm. their uh, uh, NFC brother and uh, Tampa Bay has scored 178 points through nine games, Atlanta 189 points through 10 games, and Carolina 153 points through nine games. So uh, interesting that the Saints at five and five still uh, lead uh, Tampa Bay by half a game, and of course I guess they. Uh, they will have a bye uh, sooner or later. Uh, with that, of course, the Saints are having their bye this weekend. Uh, Atlanta should have a bye soon along with uh, – uh, They're also off this week. Yeah, so uh, yeah. that's interesting uh, in that. Of course, uh, anyway, the Saints uh, still have uh, a host of games left and it seems like their season is going to get interesting. After the bye, they come back and head to uh, Atlanta, hot Atlanta to take on uh, the Falcons on uh, Sunday after uh, – Thanksgiving, then Detroit, uh, uh, Carolina, and then they head to uh, – no, they uh, play the Giants. The Saints are going to play uh, one, two uh, – I guess three out of their next four games are going to be at home. So mm-hmm. uh, one good thing for them. Uh, yeah, if you're trying to look for a bright side, I guess that's <laughs> one. Even even though these Dennis Allen teams have not played well at home, uh, you know, they've also not played well against teams with a 500 or better record. Yesterday's loss brought Dennis Allen's Saints teams to a record of 1-11 and when they face a team that has a 500 or better record when they play them. That's just not the mark of a winner, gentlemen. Uh, you know, the, if you can't beat your beat your divisional opponents at home, that's just not the mark of a winner. And they, they've lost their last three or four NFC South games at home. Uh, you know, again, this is just this is just beyond ridiculous. Uh, you know, it, it's nice to have a mulligan and you sit in first place in your division, so you still have a fighting shot. Uh, but the, you know, the, these guys can't hold serve. They, you know, uh, the, as many opportunities that have been given to them you know, with the schedule, uh, you know, playing teams that are banged up, you know, Vikings, Packers come to mind and not being able to beat them. Uh, you know, it's just it, it, evidence after evidence after evidence just piles up. Uh, you know, and you can only come to the conclusion that the New Orleans Saints are barely a mediocre team, and that might be stretching it. Yeah, it, it surely is, especially yesterday and uh Seems like uh, even the young rookie quarterback last week, uh, Badgett, uh, ran around, gave the Saints, and the same thing happened yesterday with uh, with the Vikings' new quarterback. Uh, it mm-hmm. seems like when he had an opportunity to run, he took off and gained a lot of yardage uh, on that and hurt the Saints. And uh, the Saints have no answers to that. And uh, and with that, uh, of course, their record, five, believe it or not, they're 5-5, five and five and they're still holding on. Of course, uh with uh, the teams uh, lined up to play them, they got to go to Atlanta after the bye. Then did a very good Detroit team comes to New yeah. Orleans. I mean, a very good Detroit. Jim Campbell and his Lions are really playing well. And then, of course, Carolina uh, comes to New Orleans. Uh, Bryce Young still having a lot of issues, uh, the rookie quarterback. And then uh, the Giants, who uh, yesterday were – hammered again by Dallas uh, and uh, the Giants have their own problems and then we journey to LA to play the Rams 
then to Tampa Bay, then Atlanta. I mean, these some of these games are winnable games if they just play well. Uh, so uh, the Saints uh, can if let's see if they can hold on. And don't know how serious Carr's injury is. Will he be out for uh, just those two weeks, or can he come back uh, against the Falcons in Atlanta on November uh, 26? So. A lot of a lot of questions for the Saints, as you mentioned, uh, Bob. And uh, anyway, it's they it's still their division to grab if uh, they just want to play some good football. Yeah, yeah, it is. I mean, you know, it, is, it, it feels like weekly. Uh, you know, we sit here and talk about and bemoan you know, how poorly the Saints are playing and all the issues that they have when, in, in every facet of the game. Yet the opportunity for the division and uh, a home, at least one home playoff game, is right there. Uh, you know, so we'll see if they can get it together. Uh, you know, you, you mentioned Carr, Marshawn Lattimore uh, with his ankle, Michael Thomas with his knee. Although we're hearing that that isn't greatly serious. Uh, you know, those are injury statuses to keep an eye on through the bye week. Uh, it's, the, the bye week seems to come at the right time health-wise because Peyton Turner uh, you know, should also be eligible to come off an injured reserve in the next couple of weeks too. Uh, you know, so hopefully it'll be nice to get him back in the lineup, get a little bit of depth at that edge position, which has great, been a great disappointment. Uh, you know, so, yeah, I mean, we, we talked about the, you know, the, the Saints only having a 1-11 record under Dennis Allen when they face a team 500 or better. There's only one team left on their schedule with a record of 500 or better, and that's, like you said, an excellent Detroit Lions team. So they have their opportunities. It's just every time they have an opportunity, literally sit in their lap, they, they push it away like they want to have nothing to do with it. So you know, th- this is on them. Uh, you know, th- this is going to be a real, ca- real character test for this team and coaching staff down the stretch. You, you mentioned Mike Thomas. Uh, almost surprised he got on the plane Saturday. Uh situation in Kenner uh, the day before, throwing bricks at a contractor that apparently has had some disputes with. Uh, What do we know about that? And uh, obviously the Saints uh, felt good enough to, one, put him on the plane and and have him dress on Sunday. Uh, Yeah, yeah. And I think think the initial reports overblew the situation a little bit. yeah, it turned, I, I'm hearing now that Michael Thomas never threw a brick at anybody or anybody's vehicle, but he picked up a handful of sand. Uh, now that could still get you in trouble legally. Uh, you know, he didn't break anybody's phone, you know, cell phone, as were the initial reports, but he did snatch it out of his hand. Ultimately, gave it back to the gentleman. <clears throat> yeah, there was certainly an altercation. Uh, I'm waiting. I, we we should expect more details on that story to come out soon. Uh, you know, for anybody that was worried that the NFL would, is going to step in and suspend Michael Thomas, uh, that's not going to – if it happens, uh, which I believe is unlikely, if it happens, it's not going to be anytime soon, probably not even this season. Uh, yeah, and, yeah, and like you said, the initial reports were they, – they sounded bad, uh, but then as more news came out, you're like, eh, okay, it just sounded like an argument that got a little bit out of hand uh, between a couple of individuals. Uh, yeah, and I, I would be surprised if anything more came of it. Gotcha. Anything else uh, on uh, your thoughts on this bye week, what the Saints need to accomplish? Well, like I said, since they barely showed up yesterday, they gave themselves the luxury of two weeks off. Uh, so, uh, so that should be enough time to get health, a little bit healthy uh, physically. 
hopefully more healthy mentally. Uh, you know, the leaders in this locker room will really have to step forward. Obviously, the coaches aren't taking any accountability for themselves or for the you know for the poor play on the field. So it has to be the guys like Cam Jordan, Michael Thomas, Demario Davis, Alvin Kamara. Th- those guys really need to take charge of this team uh, because, folks. I mean, I I know a lot of you want it. There's not going to be a coaching move made during this bye week. Uh, you know, not at, not not at the top, and not uh, not among the assistants. It's just it's not going to happen. That's not the way the Saints do business. Uh, you know, so like I said, if this team is to go anywhere, the leaders in this locker room, the veterans, the competitors, they have to take charge of this team. And Jimbo Fisher's available. Right. <laughs> after after a 51-point victory, uh, they, they fire their coach, so that should be an indication that nobody should be safe. Yeah, you're right about that. Bob, uh, again, appreciate you joining us on these Monday mornings. Uh, we'll do so next week, even after the bye. Uh, get your thoughts um, after we see how the Bears beat up Detroit uh, this next Sunday, and we'll see uh, what the Saints uh, are left after the Bears take care of the Lions. He says optimistically. Hey, you never you never know. The Cardinals the Cardinals won a game yesterday. Uh, you know the, the the Browns showed up and beat the Ravens, who everybody was crowning uh, crowning among the AFC contenders. So you never know what could happen. There you go. Remind us again how to read and hear your work. Uh, guys, have a great week, and yeah, I do look forward to uh, joining you again next week, even after after a bye is going to be less stressful. Look at it that way. That's for sure. Uh, <laughs> in the meantime, folks, you can follow me, Bob Rose, on Facebook, R-O-S-E. I'm at Bobby R twenty six thirteen on Twitter, and please follow all of our work at the Saints News Network at Saints News on Twitter, and check out Brendan Boylan and myself this Wednesday night at eight p.m. Central Time uh, for the Bayou Blitz podcast. You could find that. Uh, in, in the Bayou Blitz group on Facebook, at Bayou Blitz Pod on Twitter, or just search for Saints News Network or Bayou Blitz on uh, uh, YouTube. Bob, always a pleasure. Appreciate it, and we'll check in next Monday. My pleasure, guys. Thank you, and have a great week. Yeah, thank you, Bob. Anyway, Jeff, uh, just about time to take our next break. You're listening to Bayou Sports here on Kane Radio. FM 107.5 and AM 1240. We'll be back with more along with Today in Sports History right after this. Is it time for a new roof or to repair the old one? Hi, this is Jake Blanchard with LA Classic Roofing. We're a third generation roofing contractor that has been in the business for over 70 years. As a locally owned and operated company, we're also licensed and insured for your peace of mind. We offer free estimates and a $100 referral fee for full roof replacement. Check us out on Facebook at L.A. Classic Roofing. And the number to call is 465-3888. L.A. Classic Roofing, professional roofing solutions since the 1950s. Nowadays, none of us can be without adequate insurance coverage, but we still want to be sure we're getting the best value for the money. That's why so many people call the Schwing Insurance Agency to get a quote. The Schwing family has been handling the insurance needs of businesses and homeowners for almost 80 years. You can depend on Schwing Insurance to find the coverage you need at the best price. So before you buy a new policy or renew an existing one, call the Schwing Insurance Agency for a quote at 365-2357. Schwing Insurance, 300 East Main, across from the shadows. Celebrating 75 years in business, Danos has been setting the standard for generations. Become a part of something bigger and join the team. We're currently hiring for drivers, warehousemen, riggers, crane operators, and forklift operators to work out of Port Fouchon. So apply now at danos.com or call 1-833-GO-DANOS. 
Great jobs. Great people. That's Danos. Attention high school sports fans. Are you an armchair official? You know, the parent or fan who constantly yells at the referees and loves to let everyone know just how bad you think they are. Well, if you think you could do better, then get in the game and prove it. It's time for you to suit up and make the calls where they actually count. Every sport in Louisiana needs more officials. Sign up today at highschoolofficials.com. Now back to Bayou Sports. Phone lines are open to talk sports at 367-1240. Welcome back to Bayou Sports here on a big Monday, uh, November the 13th. Of course, uh, locally, our local colleges, uh, this weekend, of course, uh, the Cajuns uh, travel to Troy to take on the Troy Trojans. Uh, of course, tough, a uh, couple tough last Saturdays for uh, Coach Mike Desimo's uh, Raging Cajun team as uh, – they take or come uh, to uh, Troy, Alabama to take on Troy. The Troy comes in eight and two. They're sixteen point pick in this game. Uh, kickoff is slated for two thirty Saturday afternoon. Uh, that game uh, can be seen, believe it or not, on the NFL Network uh, this coming. They uh, do Saturday. that every once in a while. Yep. Anyway, so the Cajuns, if you have access to an NFL network, uh, you can watch the Cajuns uh, take on Troy. Elsewhere, uh, LSU has um, not necessarily the week off, but they take on Georgia State. LSU's a 30-point pick in that game. Uh, it's the number 19th Tigers, a 7-3, coming off that big win over Florida. So with that, so uh, elsewhere uh, in other Louisiana teams, Louisiana Monroe, they jump into the fire this weekend. They take on number uh, nine, Ole Miss, up in Oxford. They're a 36-point uh, uh, dog in that game, the uh, the Louisiana Monroe team uh, with that. So uh, Tulane uh, journeys to Florida Atlantic to take on that game. They're a 10-point pick in that game against uh, the Owls. So uh, our local Louisiana teams uh, with uh, some uh, having tough games uh, coming about, others uh, not so bad. Uh, the only other, I want to say, the only uh, other uh, Division One team here in uh, uh, is La Tech, and I want to see who La Tech. Uh, La Tech journeys to Jacksonville State to take on Jacksonville State, who's a nine and a half point pick. La Tech not having a great year; they're three and eight on the year. Uh, this will be their lad, their twelfth game of the year, so that should end their uh, season, uh, meaning they don't have the six uh, win uh, total. Of course, uh, with that, uh, we hope that the Cajuns, uh, they need to win that one, one of their two more games to qualify for the bowl uh, as they take on Troy up in Troy this Saturday. And they head to, uh, I want to say, the Louisiana Monroe comes to Lafayette next uh, weekend to take on the Cajuns. Hopefully that might be the game that, uh, that gets the Cajuns uh, their bowl eligibility uh, record in the Sun Belt as the Cajuns uh, – Next weekend, we'll take on Louisiana Monroe. That time hasn't been announced yet. Uh, that game is settled for Saturday, but no time has been announced. Of course, Louisiana Monroe, 2-8. and eight. Cajuns are 5-5 five and five, uh, before their game uh, this uh, next this coming week. Of course, Louisiana Monroe coached by Terry Bowden, who's been there, I think, for two years. Of course, they defeated the Cajuns last year in a uh, – uh, in a game that uh, they they beat the Cajuns in a tight game uh, late, it seems, if my memory recalls. Anyway, today in sports history, November the 13th, with that, uh, way back in 1875, 
Harvard and Yale game is the first college football contest that wear uniforms or uh, they have a uh, di- distinguishing look between uh, the Big Red and uh, Yale, the Bulldogs. Also back in this day in 1900, the Baltimore Orioles, uh, now the New York Yankees, enter baseball's American League. Also in this date, 1964, Bob Pettit of the St. Louis Hawks, former LSU All-American, becomes the first NBA player to score two th- excuse me, 20,000 points in a ball game. And believe it or not, I remember watching that game as a kid back in the day. Uh, also in that date in 1968, as a rookie future Hall of Fame forward, Elvin Hayes scores 54 points in the Rockets, 122 to 120 win over the Pistons, a career high for uh, – for Hayes and uh, in his first uh, game in the uh, NBA. Also in this date, 1968, Bob Gibson edges out Pete Rose to win the NL MVP. Uh, of course, that was a year Gibson had an ERA of 1.12. I don't see how anybody could have beat him out for the MVP. Elsewhere in this date, 1973, Oakland A's Reggie Jackson wins the AL MVP unanimously that year. Also in 74, Steve Garvey of the Dodgers wins the NL MVP. Of course, a lot of the, this time of the year, a lot of the uh, awards are handed out in baseball. Also in this date, 1979, Pittsburgh Pirates pops Willie Stargell along with St. Louis Cardinal first baseman Keith Hernandez. They share the MVP award in the National League. Also in this date, 1984, Ryan Sandberg wins the NL MVP award for the Cubs. Also in this date in 85, 1985, Dwight Gooden, the youngest 20-game winner, wins the Cy Young Award. Also in this date in 1991, Boston Red Sox, Roger Clements, wins the AL Cy Young Award. Also in 1997, Ken Griffey Jr. net unanimously wins the AL MVP Award. Uh, likewise, Clayton Kershaw in 2014 and Mike Trout win the MVP Awards in 2014. Uh, birthdays today, born and way back in 1911, Buck O'Neill, who passed away in 2006, Hall of Fame coach. He was the first African-American to coach in the Major League Baseball and a first baseman in the old Negro Leagues uh, with the Kansas City Monarchs. Of course, he was born in Carabelle, Florida. Buck O'Neill, just a fine gentleman. Elsewhere on this date, born on this date in 1941, Mel Stoudemire, uh, who was a five-time All-Star with the Yankees and the five-time World Series with the Mets, Yankees, born in Hazleton, Missouri. Also uh, born on this day in 1963, Vinny Testaverde, the College Football Hall of Fame quarterback, Heisman Trophy winner in 86 at the University of Miami in uh, Tampa Bay. The Jets, born in Brooklyn, New York. Also deaths on this day. Uh, one of the all-time great uh, basketball coaches in the NBA, Red Holtzman, William Red Holtzman, passed away on this day in 1998, Hall of Fame coach with the Knicks in 14 season, dies of leukemia. Of course, won uh, championships in uh, 70 and 73. Also uh, passing away on this date, uh, you can remember him uh, doing a lot of TV network, Todd Christensen, the uh, tight end from the Oakland Raiders, uh, first-team All-Pro for many years, with uh, Oakland and the L.A. Raiders, a sportscaster with NBC Sports, ESPN, CB- CBS Sports Network, dies from complications during a liver transplant surgery at 57. Also uh, passing away on this date to former LSU Tiger and Rookie of the Year back in 1948 with the Giants, Alvin Dark, 
uh, dies from Alzheimer's disease at 92. Of course, they have a lot of areas over in Baton Rouge, uh, streets named after him. Also passing away on this day, Paul Horning, College Football Hall of Fame uh, halfback, Heisman Trophy winner in 56. The only man ever to win a Heisman Trophy with a losing record. I think Notre Dame was 2-8 and eight that year that uh, Horning won the Heisman uh, Trophy. Uh, of course, he punted, place kicked. He did it all for Notre Dame back then. Uh, he dies of dementia at 84, Paul Horning. We'll talk a little bit about him later in the quote of the day. Also passing away on this date, uh, Sam Huff, college and pro football Hall of Fame uh, linebacker, five-time pro bowler, first-team all-pro uh, with the Giants and Washington Redskins, dies from dementia complications at 87 years of age. And the quote of the day, I'm going to go back to Paul Horning and uh, typical Horning uh he said, Paul Horning said, never get married in the morning because you never know who you'll meet that night. Paul Horning, uh, who was he and Max McGee, were always in trouble with Lombardi with the Packers back in the day uh, with that. But uh, Paul Horning, just a, a great player. Uh, can remember his number five running around uh, uh, for the Packers back in the day, he and Jimmy Taylor. Anyway, uh, Jeff, that's today in sports history here on a big uh, November the 13th. All right, uh, Mississippi State has fired head football coach Zach Arnett. According to a couple of sources, uh, compiled a 4-6 and six record, just 1-6, though, in conference this season through 10 games. It's his first year as full-time head coach. Uh, you may remember after Mike Leach passed right. away, he coached him in the bowl game last year, and I don't remember how they did in that bowl game, but... Um, unfortunate um, that he's only given that one opportunity, one not even a full season opportunity. But again, uh, the breaking news: Mississippi State uh, has fired their head coach. So two openings in the SEC uh, right now. There, Jimbo Fitcher maybe heading to Mississippi. No, I'm. Yeah, I don't um, think so. I think he's going to sit on that uh, bonus, uh, not bonus, but uh, payout money. Uh, for uh, at least uh, the rest of the year. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Anyway, Jeff, um, back to you. All right. As always, thanks to our guests, including today, Westgate head coach Ryan Antoine and Bob Rose with SI.com. Appreciate their joining us, as always, on Monday mornings. And big thanks to our sponsors, including LA Classic Roofing, the Cane Row Golf and Turf Club, the Schwing Insurance Agency, and Jacob Landry, now state representative-elect for District 49.